Merry Christmas. Today, we celebrate the event that set in motion the greatest story ever told. It's the story of a God who loved us enough to not leave us alone or without hope. The Apostle John caught it exactly. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Here's Pastor Jim Bradford with today's Central Moment. Welcome to Central Moments, and hey, it's Christmas Day. So I want to just convey from my heart uh, just a Merry Christmas to every one of you. I don't know what this day holds for you necessarily. Um, Many people are with family and friends. We pre-record this, so Lord willing, uh, today, Christmas Day, I will be on an airplane with my wife going to visit our month-old little granddaughter. Um, It's possible that you're all alone today, and that may be fine with you. That may be a painful thing. Uh, There may be all kinds of logistics and family reasons why that is the case today. I don't know. But whether that's okay or not with you, I just want you to know that you're important to the Lord. You're important to the God who came and was born in our world. And I just pray his presence will be with you. In fact, whether you're alone today or whether you're in a house, a crowded house full of people, well, you can also feel lonely. Um, I, I just pray the presence of Jesus will be with you. Jesus' Christmas name is Emmanuel, God with us. So I thought today we'd just look at the simplicity and beauty of the core of the Christmas story. It starts, of course, in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus, so really the Christmas story starts in Rome, and Augustus, a world leader, does something that positions the coming of a Savior to exactly the right place at exactly the right time. He can move heaven and earth to position you and me where we need to be. So at that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census, that's a counting, should take place throughout the Roman Empire. And this was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So we know that historically, uh, all of these pieces fit together. This This is just what we know to be accurate history, not just what the Bible says. And all returned, this was customary, you had to go to your ancestral town to register for this census. So enter Joseph into the story, because Joseph was a descendant of David. Where was David's hometown? It was Bethlehem. Remember, he was a shepherd out in the shepherd fields, and Samuel, a thousand years earlier, had come to Jesse and say, one of your eight sons is going to be the next king. I'm not sure which one, but let's start looking at him. And He brought them one through seven, and they didn't even think to bring David in. But David ended up being anointed out of the shepherd fields, anointed by Samuel to be the next king of Israel. And it was to David that a king was promised, a descendant was promised in the kingly line of David, whose throne will never end. It was the messianic promise. And so Joseph... Not by coincidence, Joseph was from the line of David. So he had to go to Bethlehem. And uh, he went to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. So Bethlehem is just a little south and west of Jerusalem. Nazareth is way north, up towards Galilee. It was a seventy, almost a 70-mile trip by foot from 
from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. And he took with him Mary, who, to whom he was engaged, uh, who was now expecting a child, not because Mary and Joseph had sinned sexually, but because the power of the Lord had overshadowed Mary and, and the Son of God, Jesus, all God, all human. Um, she was carrying him in her womb. And while they were there, this would be in Bethlehem now, there came the time for her baby to be born. And she gave, born, she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. Even today we swaddle babies. And laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them in the inn. Now, a manger was a feeding trough for animals. It's interesting that Bethlehem, Bet Lachem, means house of bread. And here's how I like to think of it. This child would grow up and declare to the world, Jesus would say, I am the bread of life. And so here is Mary giving birth in the house of bread in Bethlehem to the bread of life and uh, placing him in a feeding trough as if to say to a spiritually hungry world, come and eat. That's, that's what Christmas is all about. So, Father, we thank you for this great day. Let us celebrate it well. And may your grace be upon us. And may our souls today feed from you, Lord Jesus, the bread of life. In your name, amen. Amen.